We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 67 of The Art of Surrender and today I am joined by my coach, John Smolios of Higher Jiu Jitsu. Johnny, how are you mate? Good thanks Mr. Brad, it's good to be back on The Art of Surrender podcast and it's good to be here. So we've been, um, I think, I feel like you're one of my probably most accessible guests, I reckon. Like I could just, you know, every week. Is that a good thing or what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good thing. Every week we could do it. So, And then it, like two years passes. It's been almost two years. So we just looked. Last one was, I don't know, like episode number 50 something, low 50s. And it was July 2021. Wow. And I just moved back to Sydney from Perth in like end of May 2021 so I've been here for like you know six eight weeks or something and then we did a podcast yeah right and now we're just touching base for the first time since uh mate a lot's happened since then sure has a lot's happened so um you know my injuries all sorts of things you had Sydney open like what when so you talk to me a little bit just start with that and just see how you know like when did you actually start the Sydney gym it feels like a long time ago. Sydney was started in March of 2022. Okay. And it ceased to operate in uh, January 2023. So almost a year. Yeah, we almost closed out. Oh, we did about 11 months. I did a year on the on the lease. Um, yeah, that was a wild ride. It was definitely a wild ride. I'm happy I did it. Um, and I'm happy that things have come back to... Not have come back, they've come forward to where they are at now. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, we, we've had talks in the past, you and me, we talk a lot, of th- a lot about business at times too. So like, or, you know, owning an academy and having the dream and teaching jujitsu, like that's one aspect of it. And you yeah. know, all these people that come into this community you've created and they love what you do and it kind of like is the church for people and a safe space and that third, you know, we talked about everybody needs a third home kind of thing. And you provide that for a lot of different people. And there's like a, a heap of conversations we could have kind of like down that route. But then there's also the side of being like a business owner and having to make like responsibly run a business in a way to like also make a profit. Like you've, you know, since I first met you, things have changed in terms of like having kids and you got a house and a mortgage and you try to make all these things work and there's like different hats you have to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we could talk about that side and like, you know, sure, man. touch yeah. on touch on like the Sydney, like where, you know, what started the idea of that and kind of like, you know, how it, you know, maybe was different to what you thought and, and kind of like, you know, how we get to where we are now. And Sure. So, um, I guess, why did I start Sydney? I started it because, um, I didn't intend of, I didn't intend on ever having a school in Willamaloo. Mm. Um, it just happened. Um, you know, it was just serendipitous and, found myself in this um, beautiful PCYC right here that I absolutely love. And Wooler has become my second home, but there was always, since the beginning, since I started Wooler Maloo, I always, I've, previous to owning Wooler Maloo's, uh, the academy here, I'd always wanted a school in the inner west, in like in inner west Sydney. Near so where you're from. Yeah, because I um, grew up in, I born and raised in Elwood, um, and then, you know, went to school in Marrickville and then, you know, my grandparents lived in Dulwich Hill and then I lived in Dulwich Hill and then also lived in Helson Park. And it's always been like a little around the West, little square of like, what, like four or five little suburbs in the inner West that my whole family's from. Mm. And I love like, you know, that's my home. I love being there in the inner West and I'm in the Canterbury council, I guess, you know? Um, and so, you know, I started with Malou that started taking off as it did. And, you know, had an amazing school at, of high jiu-jitsu and I couldn't have dreamed of a better school than high jiu-jitsu and um, I, there was always this thought in my mind like I knew that one day I was going to have a school in the inner west as well mm-hmm. I knew that I remember and, man you were talking about that like early days yeah you know like seeing like little spaces and stuff as yeah well. my so brain's always that. been there so and anytime we, we got ice cream one time out your way remember and there was like little Franco. space <laughs> yeah 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 and you, you're like oh I've been looking at this space yeah, like my brain never would never stop, and I was always thinking about you know having that school because that that was my first goal. 
Um, and then, you know, um, Hayajitsu kind of was developing. And I, I know I thought that we'd gotten it to a point where um, it, was, it wasn't um, in its initial growth phase. Like we were kind of just maintaining it and slowly building it. There's so much to do here and to improve on. I, I'm, I'm, I know that more than I did before. Um, but, you know, I thought we could pull it off and I thought we could run um, two high jiu-jitsus, you know, and I thought like, you know, the brand could expand, high jiu-jitsu as a school can expand. I thought we could do some cross training between, you know, the Sydney boys and the Wollo boys and, and girls. And, um, you know, I thought I could service all of my, my friends and my cousins and my brothers and sisters like mm. um, in the inner west as well as Wollamaloo because there have been many, many um, situations where I've asked, you know, I've spoken to my good friends from, you know, my childhood about coming to train, come train, come learn jiu-jitsu. They're like, man, I'd love to learn, but you're way too far. You're in Ulamaloo. I don't I'm work like, in the city, so yeah. I'm not going to travel all the way in. Yeah, and I get that. I understand. Yeah. So that's why part of it was like, man, let's see, I'm going to start a school there. I'll bring, I'll bring high jiu-jitsu to you guys. And it was cool. And it was all, you know, um, all rosy. And um, as I said... about the space? The space was awesome. Like, yeah. you know, um, I was introduced to the space and it was a friend that, you know, we knew from, it was actually an old training um, partner. Um, and it was a beautiful space, like no, uh, nothing bad about the space. If anything, it was too nice. Yeah. And it was all just there for me. Um, it was a beautiful spot. It was clean. It was clinical. It was um, close to the station. It was very accessible. There was parking. Like it was all great. Um, you know, and then I just went in to have a look and then got consumed by it and then my brain started racing and you know it wasn't like it wasn't um it wasn't you know really uh, i guess it wasn't a very quick decision that i made i thought about it and thought about it and I, I thought you know what if i don't try now then maybe i'll never try you know so i thought rather than just kind of constantly thinking about this and thinking about it and having it as a as a goal mm. let's just um fire away you know rather than plan too much that's how this worked. I never really planned. I didn't plan for Hydrogen to Willamaloo. And it mm -hmm. just kind of just, just happened, thankfully. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I thought I could, I thought it would pull, I thought I'd pull it off as well in Sydney. And we did pull it off, you know. It was one year, it was, it was great, it was fun. It was, in, um, there were parts of it that were really enjoyable. I introduced another, what, to be honest, about 40, 50 people, you know, to, to, to Jiu Jitsu. You had like 40, um, 50 members or something? Got, yeah, yeah, roughly that. Um, you know, and the, we started to build a little community over there as well. And um, it was all working, like it was it was doing fine. Like there wasn't, um, it just, what it just, everything comes with a cost. That's what I realized. Like if you do A, then there's gonna be another cost. Like, mm. and um, after the year's end, I just really thought about it and it wasn't bad. Like it was all great, you know, I had some really good, some awesome people that, that jumped on with us and they're still training even if some of them came to Woolloomooloo when um, yeah, like some when of them closed up they moved yeah they came here and they, yeah and they, they drive from the inner west now they come to Woolloo and, and to train and um, Woolloomooloo's become a part of their life now and that's awesome and I really appreciate that um, some other students you know couldn't make it and don't want to train anywhere else and they know who they are and I think they should jump on and train somewhere else and other people went and found other schools around the area and I think we, it was a net positive like we did great yeah um, still plant that seed in someone who never, did, yeah. perhaps wanted to and never wanted to start. You give them this an environment to get the taste and to fall in love with jujitsu, and maybe you can't continue that gym, but they still get to carry on and yeah, that's and what keep yeah. building. That's what it was, man. And like you know, we plant, we planted the seed of jujitsu in a whole you know, new bunch of people, and the community was there. It was growing. And, but it was just really, it was just taking a lot of energy. Like it just what are some consuming of the, um, energy. You said there's always like, you know, you, something here, there's a cost there. What are some of the things that having two gyms kind of like, what were some of the costs that you had to deal with? Well, yourself? if I'm honest, man, the, like the, well, um, the biggest cost, the cost that was really um, hurting me was the fact that, um, you know, like Monday, Wednesday night, I'd be at Woolo, which I've been like, it's been like that for a while. And then Tuesday, so I like to hang out with them. I've got two kids, man. I've got yeah. two kids. I've two got a wife kids. at home. Like, the young kids. How old are they just for people who... Now they're, Roscoe's three and Maddie's uh, one and a half. So, you know, they're, um, they're young kids. And, and a wife. And a wife, you know, has to care, take care of two kids who are very close in age. And um, it's not easy. Like when I'm at home, it's hard with two adults at home to look after those two. And um, with just one, it's okay. She, like Angie's fine, you know. 
um, a few nights a week. She can she deals with her. She's a super mom. She does a great job. Um, but the, you know, like I wasn't there for five five of the seven nights a week. I wasn't there, and I also wasn't there in the mornings because I had morning class over there and noon class. I was like doing the privates and doing noon classes here and there. And I mean, there was just no time to to grow where 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 I wanted to grow. You know, and there was very little quality time with the family. And I realized within that year that that's the most precious thing, you know, having my kids aren't going to be young once. Mm. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want them to grow up and have any regrets at all. Like I want to get the most out of them and cuddle them and kiss them as much as I can. And so that was one aspect, you know, that I guess is very personal for me, but um, it is what it is. Like, you know, as a, as a dad, I thought like I wasn't doing the greatest job. Um, you know, um, as a husband, you know, but also I think more than anything, the stress, like financially, it was really tough, you know, like having two rents to pay and having like two bills, two sets of bills to pay. And, you know, that could have gotten better, like with more members that came in Sydney. But the overwhelming thing that I was thinking about was I felt like I was diluting too. um, I didn't have, I, I wasn't, um, doing the best at either community in either place you yeah. know like I, I, there was plenty left on the table in both areas like I didn't have any room to grow the timetable at Sydney because just logistically no one could be there none of our coaches could be there mm. um, in Woolloomooloo there was a lot more there was a lot more growth to do and there is still a lot more growth to do and I, my hands were tied and I hated the fact that my hands were tied whereas now there's a little bit of give there's a little bit of leeway and it's important to have that leeway um, there's a little bit of time to sit back at the end of the week and just reflect and see um, what have we done well and then what what can we improve on, mm. you know? Whereas when I had Sydney and Willow, it was just all stations Oops. It was just all stations go. Um, and there was, um, it just, it's not a life I wanted to live. I felt like it was all on overdrive with very little time to rest and play and relax. I don't want to relax. Like I, I got into it thinking that I want to, I want to keep pushing. Like I'm, I'm in my 30s and I want to, I want to push. I want to um, live to my potential, you know. And my yeah. my goal in life is to, you know, help everyday people build quality of life with Gracie Jiu Jitsu. And I thought having two schools would um, achieve that. Would go. Would take me further to that. But after the year, um, I just thought it was just too much of a cost, you know, in other ways. And yeah, you got to so yeah. like you said, you got to give to take or take to give a little bit. And so you, like, we had. I remember we had like many conversations about it and then you so Sydney you end and then and then you get to refocus purely on Woolloomooloo and and kind of like as you like a turn your turn your attention more to that how much do you think like that's benefited by getting that more attention from you and having like you know one set of coaches at one gym and not worrying about a second location it's like now you wake up and it's just Woolloomooloo just the one space oh, just these yeah. blue mats it's bliss man I um both on a personal level, but more than beyond beyond the personal level, like you know, I can, as I said, I can, I can have a couple hours of a day just to switch off a little bit, you know. Before I couldn't have that, but mm. um, the community here, you know, now it's like all rather than kind of splitting our school. Phil said that Phil, big Phil Grapser said, um, "You don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul." Yeah, and I feel like I was robbing Peter, like hi, I willow, in order to pay Paul, which was in this case Sydney, you know, and. Now Peter, I think is Willow, is getting <laughs> is getting all the money, he's getting all the resources. So now, you know, we don't have Danny having to be a Sydney of a nighttime. Danny's on the mats and Maddie's on the mats and I'm on the mats and you're on the mats and you know, we have a much more wholesome um, and deeper room now because everybody's in, in this one, one venue. Room and yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, we've started we've you know, put different programs up, you know, we've got a judo class happening, we had a wrestling program happening, we've got an, an epic competition prep class happening on a Tuesday. Um, there's more kids classes. Um, there's all these extra curricular, curricular stuff that we're doing. And yeah. I think we've really, um, I, I honestly feel like I've taken the resources that I was devoting to Sydney and I've pumped them back into Woolloomooloo. Like rather than kind of taking them away and putting them somewhere, somewhere else, mm. like I am still working hard. Like I put my heart and soul into, into high jiu-jitsu Woolloomooloo. And I think hopefully like, you know, um, everyone's having a lot more fun as a result of that. I think so. And we've had like a lot of, um, yeah, the extracurriculars, you know, like lots of different seminars. We have like a pretty cool cohort with the Northern Beaches guys not too far away. They come down for seminars, you know, we got Phil coming up. There's like a lot of 
good things happening around us and there's always something on. Yeah, and you'll see next week we've got our, um, well, what's, you know, early June, we've got the Soul Sesh happening with um, Mr. Billy upstairs and mm. um, that's going to be an epic night, afternoon. I can't wait for that. It's next week. Um, you know, we've got a couple other seminars lined up that you don't even know about just yet. Okay. Um, and I'm, I have the time to plan ahead. Yeah. So you know? what's, what's the Soul Sesh? Talk to me about that. Because I'll, I'll put this out. It's, it's Saturday today, right? Yeah. It's Saturday. So I'll publish this Monday, 28th. Everyone will be listening. Um, Soul Sesh with Billy coming up. And, you know. What? Yeah. The Soul Sesh is a, a kind of a new, um, a new concept that we've um, uncovered with Billy and Holly. And... Um, you know, when I came into this, I, I did a lot of uh, what's called the Feldenkrais method um, a few years ago, and I, I guess that practice for me has kind of fallen by the wayside, and it's been replaced by other things just by nature of time and Feldenkrais. We've talked, my, we've my talked teacher, about that uh, on the podcast. Yeah. you've introduced it's like about somatic awareness. Right? Somatic awareness, right? And that was a big part of my life, and it kind of helped me. It, it taught me a lot about how to work with my body, um, and I think there's a there's a very big um, piece of the puzzle and that's like just um, presence like presence within yourself and that's jujitsu at, at the end of the day mm. you know and um, how do you be present within your own body how do you become more aware of your own thoughts and feelings um, not just off the mats but very well and truly on the mats as well mm. um, and sometimes you don't know what you don't know and so just like you know there's times in my life where I've been meditating on the regular and I just feel like I can I can recognize every thought in my body mm. um, and I can feel my body a lot better and that's just that somatic awareness yeah. there knowing knowing yourself right and that's a process and I think it requires guidance constant learning too. constant learning but also guidance and um, our my good friend Billy um, who's a, a, a coach up at Soul Train and he's a, a heart coach for the um, the ladies, the, what do you call them? The, anyways, um, sure. he has a group of ladies, a sports model project. Oh, he okay. works at a small sports model project and he's the heart coach there. And he's rolled there. Like he just does some beautiful things. And if anyone came to the first soul sesh, um, he just set such a beautiful tone and such a beautiful, um, just situation for us to, uh, so we started with a meditation and we moved into like some movement meditation and then we, gradually steered that into some grapples and um it, it the grapples felt different mm. you felt like you felt like you were grappling with your whole being you know and your mind was at one with your body thanks to what billy had offered us mm. um and where he had taken us and on that um, journey leading up on the, to all yeah. that yeah and you know what's interesting he doesn't even do jujitsu that's it. And he's very upfront with it. He says, I don't do jujitsu, yeah. but I have, this is my work. And I think he has a gift um, in, 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 the, in, me, in the way of, um, he guides people to a deeper awareness of themselves. Um, and so, you know, thankfully he's agreed to another three hour session. So the first hour, yeah, roughly will be, you know, we go from a meditation to a movement meditation. And then that's gonna, as we said, transition into um, bringing that, to connection with another partner. So first you work within yourself and then you work with your partner in, in a grapple. Mm. But it's not like any other grapple. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a, a bit more mindful mm. and we're gonna be in a different frame of mind, I guess, from the, from the meditation. And um, then um, we'll, we'll do some rounds of grappling um, and the intention won't be, you know, to win and to submit the person. It'll be to, to connect a lot better, you know, and to be at one with yourself and to, and to, um, feel your partner so much more and I think that's going to have some wide ranging effects it's not going to be great for us just that day but mm. the goal is I think for us all to tap to be able to tap into that feeling because when you feel it you can't go you can't go from feeling something to not feeling something like once you felt it then you're aware of it once you're aware then you can't be non-aware that's the thing hey and like sometimes I think all of my biggest jumps have been through feeling Without a doubt. What other people are doing. And that that's like the, you know, training with people who are a lot better than you. We had conversations about, you know, not avoiding people and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. If you always train with people who have a lot more to offer the, offer on the mats than maybe you do at whatever point in time you're at, and then you can feel what good feels like, especially if you're in the right room. Yeah. And then you just kind of like absorb that. 
Mm. Absorb that feeling, absorb that energy. And then you kind of have to figure out over time, like, well, how do I, if they're able to impose that or put that on me, maybe not impose, you know, but how do I then recreate that and then create those same feelings, but on someone else. And then that's yeah. like, you have to strive for that. And like the whole awareness thing, you know, you said you've been through periods of time where you'll like meditate often and I've done that too and then like life gets busy man and then we don't do it and then we like stressed out and we come home and we're like jacked up and stressed and you're not focusing on your breath and you're not going within and you're not paying attention to your own thoughts and you're not you're not doing those things but then every now and then it's like good to remind ourselves to revisit that stuff and to okay you know what now maybe maybe I'm not meditating every day all the time but like keep going back to that keep keep like I even at nighttime, man, I have issues breathing with my through my nose a lot, and at nighttime I put Vicks under my nose, yep. and sometimes even before I go to the gym and get on the treadmill or lift weights, and I'll go in and my whole focus as soon as I get that Vicks on, it just seems like all of a sudden I can just full nasal breathe, and it's just so beautiful, and then I just get like in this zone of only breathing through my nose, yep. and it's fucking so much better. Yeah, instead of like panting through my fucking chest, you know. Yeah, and I mean that's just part of the like your the, your soma, right? And experiencing yourself in different ways, and because you do breathe through your nose and you also breathe through your mouth, and a lot of the times you're not conscious of any of it. Mm. You're just you're just living life. Yeah, and that is what it, like I'm the same with with the meditation, um, and I don't want to get down on myself and get upset at myself because I think that goes against what meditation is all about anyway. Um, but I'd like to gently steer myself towards becoming more aware again, and mm. so I think this will be a nice little catalyst. Um, for our students to revisit that to re- revisit it or like keep visiting it if they've been there before and if they're kind of constantly doing that and but to do it within a group too you know so everyone we're all going to be on that same path moving forward to to deeper awareness and um, through jujitsu which is a thing that we love more than anything else um, and I'm like it's actually last time we did it at Sydney it's gonna be the first time it's at Wollo um, it was just such a such a beautiful experience and one that I'll never forget um, and then we're gonna we're gonna end the event with um, some uh, communal meal altogether, okay. and we can discuss what we felt and you know how we can kind of do things better in future. Um, and the meal's gonna be cooked by um, Holly and and my wife Ange. And um, if anyone's ever tasted their food, you know that you're in for a treat. Um, and it's just gonna be just a beautiful night with beautiful vibes and perfect way the, the the best way i'd love to spend you know saturday afternoon saturday night is going to be like that so soul session everybody well, um, yeah when is this is the invitation to to my listeners uh, yeah what, everyone, what yeah it's open to everybody me. everyone the more the merrier um hopefully um i've explained it um well to you about what it's going to be um yeah it's a 50 dollar um entry and that's going to include um you know like uh, billy's work and it's going to include a meal at the end and it's like it's all encompassing and um, I'm really excited to have all my good friends and maybe hopefully people that I don't know yet know and we're going to connect um, on a deeper level with jiu-jitsu um, with some yummy food so, so, so when, is, when is it exactly? next Saturday Saturday the 3rd of June Saturday the 3rd yep, of June from 2pm to 5pm Yeah. and um, yeah I'm very excited and that's just another example of um, what we what we're doing you know off, off the mats here at Higher. Um, in order to keep things um, getting better and better. That's the goal. Every day and in every way, I'm getting better and better. That's Every day nice, and in every way, I like that. That's a little um, quote that I like to live by. Yeah. Um, and I use that like personally and I use that um, professionally as well with high jiu-jitsu. I really want every day I want is an opportunity for higher to get better as a school. You're doing good things, man. You helped a lot thank of- Thank you, buddy, and thank you for being a part of, of it. a lot of people with the space that you've got here at, at Woolow and Sydenham too. Thank you. You know, mostly obviously Woolow for so many years. It takes two to tango though, you know, and it takes a student, um, it takes a coach to, to come in and care mm. and come in and um, keep trying to do their best and being present, you know, and bringing what they have to the table. But it also takes the students to come in and be willing to learn and be willing to be a part of it all and be willing, I guess, to... Um, sub, like subject themselves to the school and to what we're doing, you mm, know, and buy into the process. Not well, you have to. Mm. Like it's just, I think that's the way the way it all unfolds. That's the way the sparks fly, mm. because you know you've been to other schools where there's like the, the vibe isn't like um, the vibes are different everywhere, 
And I think we have, I've heard it from not just myself, you know, because I'm a bit biased, clearly, but um, I've heard it from a lot of people, even from visitors that come in, they're like, man, the vibe here is just on another level. Like everyone, you could tell that everyone, it's a, it's a very tight-knit community. Mm. Everyone really cares for each other. Everyone's on the same path of learning. And I think that's what makes for an epic school culture. Um, and that's what we have here at Haya. And I'm forever grateful to everyone who's a part of it. So thank you, crew. Thank you. Hopefully, and hopefully for people that like, you know, train at their own gym, gyms as well that aren't at higher that, that listen to this, they can like, you know, feel the same way about the space that they're in. And maybe, maybe if they, if they do, then that's amazing. Like good for you. Yeah. You know, awesome. you've got a great space too. If you're someone who's listening and maybe, maybe you don't feel like that is a good vibe where you're at, like then what, what, what is it then? Maybe it's like, okay, you have to consider like what other options are there can i train somewhere else can i search for that vibe you like i've been fortunate enough like for the most part my experiences in jiu-jitsu have all been good yeah so i've I've definitely had my moments where they haven't different like have they been different um i mean i've trained at a few gyms you know like especially when i was back in perth and they've they've all been different in their own ways but i'd say like the collective collective majority of the groups have been you know good people and sure um for the most part, like everyone's there just trying to get better and learn yeah. and they all fall in love with jujitsu and you know, what, what, you know, styles and stuff aside, whatever, like it yeah. doesn't matter. It's all about like trying to improve yourself and, and that's improve it. and yeah, get better it. at life and build confidence and you know, whatever, whatever else it is that people take out of jujitsu, definitely like been in different rooms where maybe it's not the same emphasis on safety and I've been, you know, hurt and th- shit like that as well. But that doesn't mean necessarily that people are, like bad, bad people you know, like that's, a, yes. that's a whole different conversation yeah. you know got to be like fair to that as well without a doubt man I just think you know when you're when you're on the mats with a bunch of people that you can call friends then that it goes without saying that you're going to look after each other mm. on a deeper level than just you know yeah. um, than, than Jiu Jitsu and you're all, you're all there for the same purpose and you're all there to um, to grow together on the mats and off the mats, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. Whereas, you know, maybe you see some other schools that are a bit more like, um, like uh, casual, like that schools that work on a casual basis. Well, for example, I can talk from experience, um, you know, when the commune first started mm-hmm. and it wasn't the idea of us having a school. So we weren't really all on the same path. It was more just people coming in and using the space. Yeah, this was pre- Pretty higher, for yeah. People, for people listening, John's first kind of like, and what do you think when you look back at that now? Do, do you look back at that and think like you wanted to start an academy or a school, and maybe like did you just not have the confidence to be like I'm going to open a school, I'm going to be the head coach, and I'm going to build this, and instead of just going all in on that and just trusting and build, going through the process, you instead kind of like created a room of people who share that experience and was that just like a confidence thing on your side or do you think it was just a different plot time and place for it to be different at the time at that time um maybe a bit of everything that, like it was definitely sense? yeah it does like i think that it was definitely a confidence thing and i was just just a purple belt you know and um but i did have a like i knew i loved jiu-jitsu and i knew i wanted to do it forever mm. and i wanted to f- facilitate it for other people as well but so sure i didn't have the confidence to start my own school i didn't think i was ready to start my own school but at the same time i didn't have the resources mm. i didn't have a curriculum um i didn't have the know-how of how to like deal with the ins and outs and the day-to-day practices of like running a school mm. and that was all just a learning it was all just learning and yeah. um you learn and you get better you know and um Think, I feel like I did it that way and I have seen other gyms that have come about since then who have tried to emulate the same kind of model and it's difficult and I know it's difficult and like I see them slowly shifting as well because it's not how you run a school like you can't mm. was it Steve Maxwell who had the first like you need to you need to take ownership of this like what was he saying what was his little um, like, little speech to you that kind of like clicked you into gear a little bit um, well, Steve Maxwell, the funny thing was, I don't know if it was him or um, he connected me to his astrologist. It's another story, but he said, you know, democracy, uh, like I was trying to run this school like everybody was a complete equal. So we're all here equally, like trying to get better and improve on ourselves. Um, but he said, you know, democracy was always just a, um, it was a lie. You know, there was never really democracy in Athens. It was always, there's always going to be one person who's leading. There's always going to be a leadership group or one person who's leading the dance. And in this case, it's the head coach, you know, of any school, there's a head coach. Yeah. And 
they're the people who ultimately make the important decisions and guide the school forward and direct the school. Um, and I kind of, at that time, didn't really want to put myself on that mantle. Um, and I wanted to kind of lead from that. the bottom, let's say, you know, but at some point you're gonna have to step up. Mm. That's, that's what Steve said. And I thank that guy because, um, yeah, he had when a big look, impact. Look, when you look back now, how right was he? He was very right. I did have to step up. Yeah. You know? And sure, it was the belt around my waist, but it was also like my perception of myself. You know what I thought I was? Did I think I was? I didn't think I was a leader at the time. I've always been. A, I've always been a leader. Like as mm. you're in school. And you're stuff. a natural leader. I think so. Thank you. Um, that come. That I think that kind of slowly comes naturally, but. Um, at the time, I didn't feel like I was fit to lead, mm. you know? And um, thanks to Steve, he kind of put a firecracker up my butt and goes, hey, like, stop stop playing small, motherfucker. Just step up. Yeah. And um, I thank him for that every day. Like, thank I stepped up, you know? As a, he gave me my brown belt too, that helped. And I stepped up and then, thankfully, you know, um, I met Phil and I met Pedro Sauer and they gave me the resources the curriculum the curriculum like and that that all it all just kind of came together after that because sure I could step up and I could start leading from the front but what if I didn't have the tools I could think I had the tools like I you know I had the leadership skills let's say and I had the vision and the passion the passion has always been there but if I didn't have the actual tools that I had to use on a day-to-day basis the path yeah Um, and that path I like I think that's what professor says all the time too is like that's the curriculum because now, when anyone comes in as a white belt, it's not a matter of how big they are, how strong they are, how athletic they are. It's like, sir, madam, here's the curriculum. Learn these moves, and you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be an equal to other people. Mm. You know what I mean? And of course, you know the grappling abilities might be different, mm. but technically now everyone has something to aim for. And so when somebody comes in, they just aim like just learn learn those moves at the moment. That's what Phil said. He goes, learn the moves. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's all these other moves that are not on the curriculum and you know, it's about grappling, connecting it together. He's like, just learn the moves. And I kind of see where he's coming from now because that's one thing that you can control. Mm. Everything else slowly evolves. Like your, your development on the mats as a grappler evolves um, when you're in the room. Like as, part of, like as part of the process of coming into the room to learn the moves, you get better at grappling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so the one thing you can control is just learn those moves. And I, yes, jiu-jitsu isn't just about the moves. I get that. But it's the, the, the moves, I guess, are like the bricks. And the mortar is the stuff that kind of comes when you're in the mat, on the mat sweating and like, you know, practicing with your friends and trading, trading mechanics to make those moves better and creating, putting one move in the next move and creating the, the, the counters on top of the counters. Like then you start to learn what jiu-jitsu is all about. I keep, I keep even like in our... I think what you've done recently with that Discord channel, yeah. like moving it off of WhatsApp um, and into Discord was a really good thing. Has it, you been, had, oh, I just think that the, the, the WhatsApp thing is like, you know, someone, annoying. someone, <laughs> like, like, yeah, fucking annoying. Like, fucking, it's fucking annoying people. <laughs> no, it's all right. But, you know, I had it on mute and like, um, I, I look at it from the picture of, say a new person comes and signs up to the gym. Yeah. And when I was at Kaizen, they, they had WhatsApp as well. Yeah. Um, and which was fine. But the thing is like someone new joins the gym and they like get added to this WhatsApp group that's got like a hundred or 200 or 150 people. Well, how many ever members, you know, like whatever it is. Yep. And it's like, you just get lost, right? You just get lost in like so many different things that are going on. And like the, you know, there could be, you could open your phone up, there could be 200 messages. And I'm just like, fuck, what are they up to today? And yeah. I scroll through real quick and it's just like fire emojis. Yeah. We're talking like <laughs> bullshit, you know? And, and other times I'm, you know, someone opens their phone up and I'm half that, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what it is. But the discord kind of like, you know, different channels, you got, you go into each channel and you kind of like know where, the, what, what the conversation's about in this channel. And then you can like partake where you want. And I think that's a nice thing, but you still see people like, you know, people talking about like sharing like YouTube moves and all this shit in the thing. And I, and it's to the same, to your point, it's like, just that's the curriculum, learn the moves. Like, yeah. Someone's like, what, what advice would you give me? Like I'm a two stripe white belt, what move, like what should I be learning? It's like, bro, just, just fucking follow the white to blue belt curriculum and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> just learn that. No, you need I, to I, do I, other yeah. things. Like maybe, like I think something I've done is like, 
whatever the say if there's a specific move in the curriculum I focused on maybe then you can jump on YouTube and then see other iterations of it sure. and other people's thoughts about that same yep. thing but I tried yep. to keep my point of view just around the information I'm trying to and um, you know digest and to one point I guess you might you could argue that it's short-sighted thinking because you're kind of limiting yourself but on the flip side of that, I mean, there's such a vast like um, array of knowledge and information out there, and you can very, very easily get lost. Like there's millions of videos out. online, and you don't know where to go, and you start kind of throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, what's going to stick, what's not, and it's very easy to kind of get lost in that. Once you're lost, then the next step is to kind of like get um, dissuaded and like um, lose the enthusiasm and ultimately you quit and there's a lot of people there's so many people that quit jiu-jitsu even before it's gotten like kind of fun you know and so mm. i'm telling people now the newbies that sign up i'm like just i'm not there's no contract but like please just give it three months like minimum you know don't give it like a week and then jiu-jitsu that is yeah like some people will come in and you can tell that they're going to be here for a long time you can it's, see it they love it they're straight away you're like this guy's not going anywhere or this girl's not going you anywhere. can see it but there's some other people that come in they can't they're already on the fence but they're like, yeah, I'll do it. Let me try. Mm. And there might be one class they come in and nothing really like clicks. I can see when it doesn't click for them. Mm. I try to make it click as much as possible, but not everything is going to click straight away. Um, and it's important that you know you commit to the process and you keep coming no matter what. Just and I, like just come for three months. And after three months, if you're still not enjoying yourself, then maybe it's not for you. That's fine. Mm. But I guarantee, I tend to. Ooh. Sorry, people. Um, it's John's fault again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Straight under the bus. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Um, you know, uh, where were we at? You know, like it, there's a there's a definitely a really steep learning curve at the beginning of jujitsu, and then once you go beyond that learning curve, then you know, the learning it, it all just makes more sense. And I've been in here for 15 years, and it's still slowly starting to make sense for me. I don't, you know, sometimes I think I'm, like, I'm just kind of getting started with it already mm. after 15 years. And so I can imagine what the day one is, would feel. Um, and so, yeah, oh, go dude. back to the curriculum. Like it kind of takes, it makes things a lot more simple and it, it makes the path a lot clearer. It takes away all the muck from the path mm. and all the obstacles and um, it just kind of gives, gives you a gives clear you a North Star and a direction. And that's it, that's it. Yeah. Yep. And then you can add in like all your, your own unique things and stuff a bit later on, right? Of course, like of course, like as a, like when you get the purple belt, okay, now you know that you know the, most of the moves. Um, now you can start putting your little spin on there. Now you can start kind of maybe, I wouldn't say specializing, but kind of f focusing on one part of it or even, you know, going anywhere else you want. But when you get the purple belt, you know the mechanics. Mm. You know how things work, you know how things are starting to work. And granted, you're still learning and you're still trying to put the you're trying to get the glue and you're trying to put the glue together but you know enough to start making things um, start kind of individualizing things a little bit more you know according to your size according to your interests yeah. get the purple belt first so which isn't easy sometimes too yeah sick because you know like the principles are there and they're more ingrained mm. and the thing is like you don't know what you don't know and that's kind of that hits me on the head sometimes yeah um, how do you, as a as a black belt and a coach, and a, you know you've been how long have you had high jiu-jitsu for now? Um, well, as high jiu-jitsu uh, since twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So and, seven and years. And seven as, years. And with Komu, it was two years before that, twenty fourteen. So like seven to nine years. You've been, yeah, you've been but we've been here at C almost next year's gonna be ten years at the um, PC. Yeah, it's gone fast, eh? Yeah. Um, and it's like. I'm, I'm interested in how you, after all this time, like, okay, so you've been t coaching for seven to nine years. How long do you think you've been just doing jiu-jitsu for in general? Um, I think it was 2007 or 2008 that I started, so... So it's like 15 years? 15 six, years, 15, like, yeah. 16 years or something? Yeah. How do you, yourself, like, stay interested and, like, keep showing up? You come to class coaching and you've always got, like, a pretty good energy, I think. Like, you definitely... I think their energy... I, I never have you I never see you coaching and then I sit there feeling like you can't be fucked tonight yeah you always show up with a good amount of energy and interest sometimes like I, like you know there are some times I'll admit that it'd be easier to stay home you know and um, 
not come in and sweat. Not come in and sweat. It'd be easier, sure, just like a lot of other people. But the thing that motivates me and gets me going here is you guys coming in. Mm. You know, you guys are all coming ready to learn, ready to practice. And like, it just absorbs me. That that energy absorbs me. And and I start feeling the same way, you know? And, um, but you asked like, you know, how do I get better? How do I improve? Yeah. How do you, how do you keep your focus on like, you know, know growing and improving and like just inspiring to do better? My teachers, big Phil, fucking love the guy. Mm. He inspires me every day to get better. Every time, every time I see that guy in person, he wows me with his technique. I'm like, my Lord, I have so much work to do. Mm. Inspires me. Um, Pedro Sauer inspires me. He's been training like, you know, I, I, 15, 16 years sounds like a long time to be on the mats. What about him? He's been on the mats for about 45, Did 50 black, years. Did he get his black belt in 1985? I don't know. Do you know, he, do you know he's one of 16 black belts Helio Gracie gave out? Yep. One of 16. Yep. And he's been on the mats like for longer than we've been born, like way longer. Um, and then you see him at a seminar and he's full of energy too, you know? And like if these, are, if these fellas... Phil's, uh, Phil's been training about you know six, seven years more than what I have as well. He's been on the mats for a long time too. So if these guys come in and they're still enthusiastic. Like, what am I even talking about? Like, I've got, I'm just getting started. Mm. And I, like, just I really, up. I really feel that I'm just getting started. Um, yeah, they're two people that inspire me every day. Honestly, they do. And our high students, they inspire me every day to get better. I don't like you know in leading from the front and. And from behind, you know, um, I want to constantly be in a, I want to be evolving. I want to be learning. And I'm not, I'm not there yet where I'm just resting on my laurels. I don't want to, I don't think I know enough. Like I'm not even close to being in a finished product. No one ever is a finished product in jujitsu. And if I'm honest, some, I've been reflecting on that. Sometimes it does your head in, you know, it's like, I've been here, I've been here for 16, 15 years. I've been teach, I've been learning and it's all still changing and evolving and like still haven't got into the end of the tunnel you know yeah <laughs> and then you realize you're never going to get to the end of the tunnel and it's always just it's just an infinite path of learning and it's inspiring in some ways and it's also like um demoralizing in other ways you know like yeah we're never going to get to the end for of sure it. right but it's beautiful like that's that's just the nature of it and um i'm just happy honestly and grateful that every day we can step on the math sure I'm a bit, we're a bit banged up both of us but we can still step on the mats, we can still put our gear on, we can still have a good sweat, we can still have a grapple, mm. um, and we can still live this life, man, the jiu-jitsu life, and do it with uh, with our good friends around us. Dude, how good is acupuncture? So, like you yeah, said, we're both uh, banged up. Yeah. My, um, my knee's getting there now, man. Like, I've got work to do and stuff before I'm full, just like, you know, like scrapping and shit. I'm like, st- as soon as I stay controlled and don't be stupid and get like people knee reaping me and yeah. all that kind of shit, I'm, I actually feel all right with my knee on the mats at the moment. Yeah. You know, no take, I don't want to do any takedowns and shots and shit like that. Cause yeah. like, that's probably not going to go well, yeah. but like we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, but the neck has been like the main fucking issue that's just constantly like bothered me and affected me like mentally, physically, emotionally, all those things. Yeah. The acupuncture man, I don't know what it's done, but it's like <laughs> ever since I did it and Brent, you know, like Brendan, like I, go, I still go once a month yep. and I see him. I'm even, I've even followed him to his new location now, which is really nice. Yes, me too. Um, but the acupuncture and you know, how you talk about um, taking your awareness back to like meditating and breathing and shit. Like sometimes I have like this, I'm consciously aware when I go to acupuncture and I lay down on the table and he throws all the needles in and stuff and like, you know, just in and of itself, it's very helpful when it gives me like this reset on my neck, man. And it seems like all those muscles in there and my traps and shit that get so fucking tight, just all let go. And my whole neck feels so different afterwards. But it's also like that 45 minutes I'm in that room for, for in some of the months, it's like I'm laying on that couch and I'm just breathing and resting and, yeah. and you're forced to just relax, right? You've got all these There's needles. There's nothing else to do, right? So you, you can't move, yeah. breathe through your nose and relax. Like I don't have my phone on me or anything. I just take it as an opportunity. And I've, I've even had times where I lay there and I think to myself, you know what? The last time I actually had 30, 40, 45 minutes to myself where I just relaxed and, and breathed and just chilled out like this was the last time I came in here and yes. did this and like yep. every time that I have that realization I kind of like feel a little bit disappointed in myself for not finding that time to just switch off and to and to just you know 
100%, breathe yeah. and relax and just rest? Yeah. Um, like that's, that's my experience exactly as well. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I start, I get on the mats, I get on the, on like on the, on the bed, he puts his needles in like in some weird spots, but I'm like, just, I don't, I don't ask questions of that guy anymore. Just I just trust like, him, I trust him mm. fully now, um, because he's a legend and he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I was at a point where I was like, I was also just, you know, just in a bad way with my shoulder. Like at this time, this is like what June now. We're getting towards June, like towards winter. Mm. I should be riddled in pain with my shoulder because the past ten years, like I've started feeling a lot of pain come winter time, and with that pain comes a lot of stiffness. Mm. It comes immobility. It, it comes like you know. I'm not, I'm not depressed, but like I. I I really get it's down. Okay if you do. I get depressed about my neck, man. It sucks. Like, you know. Get angry and fucking. It's like, can't, yeah, can't fuck leave what? you did that, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, you know, like, how the fuck shit. did this happen? Why did this happen to me? How did I fucking go destroy my shoulder in one, in one, in one pool? I went and just ruined my whole shoulder. What the fuck? Now I can't grapple. Now I can't teach this move. Now I can't pick up my kid. You know, things like that. Like, it was getting down on me. And then he hit me up, too. Just cold, cold texted us on, on, on the website. And went in there and I don't know what's going on but I'm still waiting for this pain to come back I'm waiting for this heavy arthritic pain to be here this year and it's not there it's not coming <laughs> so he cold, cold, called you in that yeah hit me up on the website and he goes hey I've heard about I've read about your shoulder maybe like through the bio or whatever he goes I think I can really help you out just come and come and give it a trial and gave me like 10 free sessions and they cost they don't, they're not cheap like I pay 115 bucks me too yeah now I do but the first 10 pretty yeah. much is like John like don't pay me I can help you yeah and I'm like, okay, I'll pay you. He's like, no, nah, don't pay me. Give me. I'll give you another free five sessions. Like, I'm like, really, you buddy? Are you, you sure? Like refer some students into like I'm there. I know? have, yeah. Everyone who listens, people, <laughs> like I'm telling them to go to Village Remedies in the city. It's like Brendan from Village Remedies. Brendan the man Smith. is that Brendan is. I don't Dude, know. I would love to have him on the podcast because has he ever has he ever spoke to you about? Because I'm, you know, I'm always. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Right? He does. He's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. But his knees like completely. I, I ask him about like I'm always curious I'm like talk to me about you know like what is acupuncture like what's the origin of it yeah yeah it's like he, you know just just talks about it man obviously he understands what he's teaching so he, it's I'd love to have him on the podcast and have him just talk about it yeah look um, if you if I heard this a year ago I'd be like whatever like acupuncture sure and I've been there before and I used to go if I had a cold or a bit of a flu I'd go to acupuncture and they'd help me out they'd clear out the sinuses and mm. I'd have a nice little rest on the bed and it was all well and good Brendan does something different I don't know what he does he goes and he says that he goes I'm really good at my job um, I'm like yes you are very good at your job Brendan because man you've changed my life you know and now I'm working out I'm lifting weights I'm pushing again like I'm doing dumbbell presses and I'm doing like incline dumbbell presses and you couldn't do I'm starting to get heavy Dude, if I'd even tried to do a bench press before, like the next day I'd be just riddled in pain. I couldn't grapple. I couldn't do anything. Like push-ups. Couldn't how, even do push-ups. And how, like... I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. That just building strength in your shoulder and chest and all that stuff in itself would, would have helped you, but you're unable. And you, you know, yeah, but now like you I was, have I was that, stuck. You know, I that couldn't. freedom of movement to be able yeah. to do, to lift a little bit. Maybe you're not at your full capacity. No, I'm not at my full capacity, but I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so content with what I have right now. You know, mm. like I'm starting getting some, getting some muscle back. I'm getting some a little bit of strength back, and um, more than anything, a bit of confidence back in my arm. I don't mind. I don't crap my pants if somebody even like touches my right arm anymore. You know, I'm not going to tap straight away. I used to just have to tap. Like no, no, you can't touch it. No, you can have it. Now, like, you know, I'm not putting pressure. I'm not getting put into heavy kimuras on this side. Like, and it's still, my range of motion is still done. I think there's something structural in my shoulder that doesn't allow it to move. But Brendan has helped with regards to like, I think the tension around it and around my body and around that area mm. and how I carry it, you know, and um, how I can use it. Um, and so, man, that's, that's changed my life. That's been a one huge benefit for me, acupuncture. Beautiful, man. Um, yeah. And so things are going well. How do we um, how do we keep how do we just stay on that path and not get distracted and not and just keep keep improving all things. The, think, the gym, um, you know, the people, the community, all that stuff. I think it's important man to have a little bit of um, time um, to just sit back and reflect. Um, Billy 
so uh, Soul Sesh Billy mm-hmm. told me once, he goes, Johnny brother, we have unlimited energy, you know? And like our energy is limited, but it's also unlimited. So if you respect the energy that you have, then you can cultivate more and more of it. And with that being said, I think it's important that we have some practices, just like, you know, it doesn't have to be the needles in your, like at acupuncture on the table, but I'm like you on the, on the table, I sit there and I'm like, this is really odd. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. And I, part of me wants to get my phone mm. and start just doing what I usually do on my phone. I'm like, no, I can't because I've got needles all in me. Um, back to the, back to the acupuncture. just fucking not move whatsoever. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Because then it hurts. And then apparently if those needles snap in you, then you have to get surgery to get them out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think it's important, man, that like to that point, to just sit back and, um, and just reflect a little bit, you know, and have some time to yourself. Self-reflection, just look around. You know what I find really um, special? Like just the, the idea that you're not yourself, like take yourself out of yourself and like imagine, you know, there's a camera observing us right now. So what does that camera see? So you're looking at yourself from the third person. Mm. You're looking at your thoughts from the third person. You're looking at your actions from the third person, you know, and like that's a nice way to reflect and think, you know, how, how am I doing well and how can I, how can I do better? It's hard to do that. It's hard to... Because we're stuck in this little, like, little matrix bubble every day. Of ourselves and... Of ourselves and, like, our story. Like, you're just well and truly in your story. But once Mm -hmm. you can sit back and just watch the movie of, I guess, the story that you're creating, then then you can pick and choose, like, you know, where you want to spend more energy, less energy. I think people around you can help, you know. Do you think that's all self-awareness as well? I think that's all it is. Do you think... I, I always wondered, like, for myself, I reckon... When it comes to self-awareness, and don't get me wrong, I'm no like I'm not perfect. I got I got a lot a lot of ways to go. Like, but in the past, I've had like fucking absolutely none at all. You know what I mean? And I and I don't know if I just like hit say maybe it was like emotional maturity at like yeah. I don't know maybe 20, 28 or twenty nine or somewhere in there, and things started to click a little bit for me. Yeah. If it was that, or if it was. Um, you know, jujitsu really helping or like a, maybe a bit of both. I think a I bit of everything, know, right? Yep. That's been something I've had to like, or something I've worked on that, like ability to be more self-aware and to step outside of yourself and see other people and, or see yourself from the outside, but then also the same thing and understand other people too. Yep. I don't know. Um, I think maybe just changing perspectives and maybe that's what self-awareness is. Like the, the desire to do that. Mm. You know, and then there's also an ability. So maybe, I don't know, man. I've been thinking about meditation lately and I'm not, I'm in and out of it. You know, sometimes I'm jump on my Headspace app and I sit down and I actually like mm. listen to Andy and I follow his directions to take my breath and in and out. And like I do actually do the, pra- the, the thing of meditation. Practice. But I've tried, to go, I've tried to go beyond that. And maybe it's just a copy. I, I don't know. But I, I think I'd like to think that I'm better at creating little opportunities throughout the day where I can sit back and just reflect a little bit and breathe and just remind yourself, okay, a few breaths in through the nose. Dude, just, just do that. Like, you know, every, every day or every a few times a day, just let me just sit back and just take a few breaths in and feel, feel what this breath is like. Yeah. And that's why I'm so happy about the soul sesh. Like I know it's not, it's not like, you know, Pedro Sauer coming out. You're not going to learn some, you know, awesome new techniques. But I think it's going to have such a huge benefit on everybody um, because it's going to help us work with ourselves so much better. And that's all you can work with, you know? And when you don't do that, like, if you're not, like, even, even like, let's say if we talk about jujitsu, there's many times early on when I, say, didn't have any of the fundamentals or any of the mechanics to, like, just make them happen on their own where you'd have to consciously think about them so much so that the grapple itself is you in your own mind trying to figure your way through where when as I've like gotten more experienced and have more you know like tools in terms of like mechanics that I'm I can unconsciously just do I don't have to think about certain things there are moments where like I have mechanics where my hip tilts, my hip rolls or my hand goes to my neck when I'm exposed on one side like constantly just no thinking it's happening there's, yeah. a, there's more as time goes on there's more and more of all that stuff so then there's because those things kind of like happen on their own there's more and more freedom within myself for me to like think about other things, other things in the yeah. role. And, and and those other things can be 
Like, what is it that this other person needs or wants yep. right now? Or what is it that they're, they're, I can feel that they're looking for? Or it could even just be me not even thinking about the moves. It's just me, like, in a bad spot. And maybe instead I'm just, like, aware, okay, like, I'm in a bad spot here. Now I need to focus on, like, you know, not dying. But ultimately it's, like, just staying composed, staying calm, controlling my breath, not letting it overwhelm me. And just, like, controlling the emotions of the shit that's going on yep. long enough so that like when there's a bit of space or whatever that's when I can make my little my little move you know yeah that's experience there but it's also technical ability to your point it's also sharper awareness you know of what's happening around you you know and being aware of actually want like um, choosing to think about what the other person is doing acknowledging that there are two people in the grapple it's mm. not just you and the grapple. Yeah. Um, acknowledging the chaos, but then, you know, having the tools to um, filter that out to the things that are most effective for you to move forward in the best possible way. How beautiful is that, right? Like, it, it, to the outside, two people are just grappling, and then from within that grapple, there's just so much going on, and it's so beautiful. And I think only people that do jiu-jitsu can understand what we're talking about right now. Mm, that's so true, eh? Only people who do jiu-jitsu yeah, but understand. the people who do understand, like who do do jiu-jitsu, are like, wow, that's, that's why we love this thing. Because yeah. it's just so dynamic and it's so, just changes all the time and according to who you train with, according to, you know, what position you're in, according to your kind of mentality at the time, your mood. Sometimes I come in, dude, I'm a black belt. Sometimes I come in and I, maybe I'm not in the, in a, I, I am in a mood where I don't want to dictate things more. Maybe I'm, something's not working right for me or, you know, I'm in a, someone pissed me off or something like that. And it all just starts to, it's like egg in your face. It just, the more, the harder you try, the less it works for you. Yeah. And other times, especially after I've been hanging out with my teachers, if I'm honest, every few months I'd love to see Phil, like I see, I try to see him. And I come back from those trips in Melbourne where, you know, he leaves and I, the next grapples, the grapples for days after that, I'm like, oh my Lord, this is amazing because it just seems like you're not forcing things as much. Mm. And um, the way I think about awareness, self-awareness, and maybe this as well is like, you know, you got a really nice ornament on, on your dressing table and it just goes without saying that it's going to get dusty. So just every week you got to get out the, the, the cloth and just clean up the dust. Like there's just going to be dust. Like you, there will be dust. There is dust. Dust is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Mm. Um, things get dusty and you got to clean them. So that's like awareness for me in that sense. You know, like that's like me going to see Phil every few months or me, you know, learning from someone better than me, you know, every now and then and taking their lessons and trying to work on them. And then slowly, slowly that kind of um, the that kind of um, fades yeah. until the next belt, you know? And I'd like to hope that I'm that for students at higher, you know, I hope, I think I am. I think <laughs> um, you are. And then, but, but I, it's important to your point before that I have that for myself as well. Mm. And that's my teachers. You're definitely that. You've been that for me, man. I've moved across the state twice now for this. Like the first time, <laughs> it's pretty crazy when you think about that, eh? Like I moved over here, just like career, no jujitsu, never thought about it before yeah. really. And then I ended up like I watching, we've talked about this, but watching MMA, all this stuff. And then I was like, I'm gonna give jujitsu a go. You know, I'd broken my ankle, all this stuff, right? I wanted to do boxing and I was like, oh, I'll do jujitsu. And then yeah. I started here and then three, three and a half years later, I got my CA and stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna move back to Perth. Yeah. And it was the hardest decision strictly because I didn't want to lose this. Yeah. And then when I moved back to Perth, I was there for like two years. And I like had some not so good experiences, which you know, and some amazing ones, right? And I've still yeah. got like relationships and things like sure. that too. But like the whole time, man, I just had this like, something was missing, man, like a void, you know? Like, and I was like depressed at times over it. Like I want, you know, I want what, like I want higher, like I don't want to train anywhere else. And it's all due respect. It's all due respect to everybody else, but fuck everybody. <laughs> no, 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 it's not like that. It's just, this is, this is my home. This is where it feels right. Yeah. And so like, I like literally had like time, space, like get over my own issues and shit. And like I reset and then 
looked for that job hunt and I'm you know grateful enough to Oscar for like the reference for Salesforce and stuff but that was like the opportunity that I needed and it was an amazing career opportunity it still is and I'm still there and I'm still enjoying it but like it was never even really about Salesforce it was just about getting myself back here so yeah. I could train it higher and the work was like the second and because I was having conversations with my mom and like you know like I'm I don't want to like do the career thing you know like I don't want to be a fucking accountant anymore like I just want to do jujitsu and you know like long term teach and yeah. like you know like is that still the is that still the yeah, goal yeah that's absolutely the goal absolutely yeah. the goal yeah and even if it's in some capacity like who you know who knows how things go man I think I'm on a good path I think I have like a good mind for it and a good like I definitely injuries aside like I, I, I show up on the mats as much as I can when I can yeah but I'm always studying. I'm always trying to learn. Yeah. I feel like I have a good, clear, conscious, like clarity in my mind that the stuff that I focus on and the stuff I study and the people that I follow and stuff is like the right path. Like, and I haven't. It's not the only path, right? It's not, but I haven't wavered from that. Yeah, it's not the right. It's not the only path, but you feel like it's the right path for you. It's the right path for me, and I'm clear on that. And I guess you can feel it. You know, I can feel it. Yeah, and so. Yeah, man, like, what's jiu-jitsu long-term? Like, it's always going to be a hobby and, my like, my main passion outside of, like, work and saying my missus and things. It'll always be that other thing. Worst-case scenario, you know, like, maybe I'd teach a, a class or two and a couple of privates and, and earn enough pocket money on the side that maybe I don't have to have a full-time job. Maybe I have a better work-life balance and I work three and a half days a week or four days a week three days a week Dude, that's all that's like, and that's totally like up to I mean, you. that's a better work life balance than working full time you know if it would you ever want to do like jiu-jitsu full time yeah no, no 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 for sure but I'm saying like best case scenario you end up with your own academy you have your own students and you yeah. literally this is what you do yeah you know like I'd love to do what you're doing yes but worst case scenario let's say it doesn't get to that point there's no reason why I can't coach a little bit and well, you know, a class or two here and a private or two there yeah. and then it supplements your income to the point where you have a better work life balance yeah, man. And I mean, I'm, and that's, I'm, that can be enough too, right? Get me nah, wrong. We, nah. we, want, we, want it, we want it all. We want it all. But you know, and you can I'm have. Saying. My point is, you can have it all. But I mean, there's a there's a there's a process to go through. Yeah. And it's a pretty good process because um, there's other people that have been through it before you as well, you know. And I, maybe I didn't have to kind of set up do it from this from scratch, but I did do it from scratch. Like I. Um, I had to navigate my own little process, but as a result of, you know, what we've built here at Higher now, like the, there's, the path is right there and it's set for you. Like, so dude, like let's, like, let's do it. And I'm, I think you're an awesome fellow, you know, and I think, I think the students at Higher and anywhere would be very, very happy and um, lucky to be learning from you as well. And so as you improve on yourself and improve on yourself technically and in all, in all ways, you can also slowly start to get a taste of the coaching as well. And then, you know, mm. before you know it, you've been doing co part-time coaching for three, four, five years and you're an epic coach. Mm. Um, you know, I might share with you, like, you know, a couple aspects of the business and then, you know, some other aspects, like, so that's what I'm trying to do with Danny as well and Maddie, like, you know, they're helping me on the back end as well. Mm. Give them and exposure so expo yeah. if they do their own thing in the well, future, they know what to do. Not they're not like starting as a, a complete white belt. Yeah, they're not Maybe. a white belt. They're like a purple belt, you know, at start running a school. Yeah. It's hard to be a black belt unless you're actually doing it. Yeah. But, you know, you have some tools. You have the tools. And once again, you have the path. Like, the path will be set mm. if you want to go down this path, you know. Or you can you can always do what you want. That's the beauty of life, too. You can you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, I, out of my, through experience... I've done it myself and I've done it with other people who are better than me and I just think it's so much better to do it with people who are better than you. For sure. Because because they're not coercing you. They're not kind of like, um, what's like they're not kind of stopping you from doing things. They're just guiding you, helping you, you mm -hmm. know? And it's, life is so much better like that. You but know? that's like, that's the, even just business. How much time we got? We're like an hour. We've done an hour already, hour and three minutes. Yeah, to you, man. Um, yeah. Life is like that though, man. It's like if you've got people around you who aren't helping you and who aren't guiding you and you don't have those people in your life, like that's a problem in, it, in itself. Like it doesn't have to be like jujitsu related, right? Like just in general, you want to have people around you that give good guidance and, you know, listen and, you know, like learn and just like have, just to have good people around you. Some people, some people don't have 
anyone in their lives like that. And that's sad. Like that's sad. Um, and I think it's important to find people in your life, you know, like that, that can do that. Because there are people, man. There are people. The world is vast, you know, and there are, there are amazing people. There was one point in time in my jiu-jitsu that I didn't think anyone really understood where I was coming from. Like I wanted a certain way of doing jiu-jitsu and I thought like no one would do it. No one... It didn't exist. didn't exist. And I had to kind of carve out my own path because I was seeing everyone around me and I was like, nah, nah, nah. You know, and then, and then what do you know? Like the doors opened, Pedro Sauer appeared. Like a god, <laughs> and I was like, "What's your first?" I was like, "My fucking like this is exactly what I've been after. I've been looking for this. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And I've been looking for a coach like Phil. Like I've been looking for somebody that I respect. Of, like I respect as a person that you know um, that I want to emulate off the mats as well as on the mats. You know, not like not want to be him, but I want. I see, I look at how he's with his extra. You know." 10 years of experience I'm looking okay what's he doing you know how's he like where, how did he navigate these problems mm. and I'm not gonna like copy him I'm not gonna listen to him 100% Phil told me not to start seeing them I, I started it and then I could, like I regretted that <laughs> yeah, I didn't regret yeah, it but true. you were right <laughs> he goes I told you like you know I told you so a little bit but I told you Malaka yeah exactly <laughs> um, but you know I mean you also gotta make your own mistakes yes yeah. And I'm that kind of guy. Like, if you told me that it's hot, then touch it. I'm probably still going to touch it. Yeah, I'm going to just, just, just poke it. So I'm going to poke it, just see what it's like. Oh, yeah, how hot it really is. Oh, yeah, it's actually really hot. You know, that's kind of how, that's how I've always been, though. But now, yeah, to, to our, as we're saying, like, I think um, there's people that you can learn from. There's a lot of people that you can learn from. You can take so much help from people. And mm. there's other people out there who are here for the right reasons and who are here to help you and are happy to help you. And that, that gives me a lot of um, comfort, you know, knowing that I'm not alone on this path. Mm. You know? Even though it's like you have your own business and it's yours and it kind of is your own, right? Yeah, but, but then, I've, like, then I call Jack every week. Every week, Jack and I have a chat and he's going through like, you know, some teething issues and I'm going through some te- teething issues. And I say, hey, Jack, what would, you know, what would you do here? And he asked me, what would you do there? And, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll kind of tweak things a little bit like this and like that. And we, we feed off each other and... He's a legend. I fucking trust that guy. I love that guy too. And yeah, he is. So we've got this beautiful little nucleus that we've created. And as we were saying before, you just have to be grateful for it every day. And um, yeah, like use that. Use that platform to keep kind of, keep plugging away and keep improving in life, man. Beautiful. I love it. Should we end it here on that? Let's do it. Hour and six. Everybody, thank you very much. Come to Soul Sesh next week. Soul Sesh next week. Um, words of John. What do you say? Um, what do you say about in everything you do and in every every way? In every get better in every way and in everything you do. What was it? No, you fucked it up. No. Every day and in every way, I'm getting better and better. That's not me. It's Emile Coué. I think is like a some like a French philosopher or something. But it's something right. that I read. Yeah, and it stuff resonated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, and also keep keep cleaning out the cobwebs and the dust, right? Keep getting better, people. Keep getting better. Every day we get better. Yeah, every day. Legends, thank you very much. Episode 67 in the books. Thanks for coming on, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody else, for tuning in, as always. And I'll see you when I'm looking at you.